The intermediate line-off is a language and concept warning for the entire show. The opinions of the guests may not be shared by the opinions of the Intermediate Line podcast. The Intermediate Line is brought to you by NervousWater.com.au. Thomas and Thomas Fly Rods, Shorten Fly Reels, and Call and Fly Line. Power Pole, Total Boat Control. Ketterfly Apparel, from time on the water to you. Beast Brushes, we stay in our lane of experience to improve your experience. Welcome back, folks, to 2024 and the first episode of the year for the Intermediate Line. Is it still called a podcast? We still identify as a podcast? <laughs> yeah, we do. Can we just identify as a shit show or not Not yet? It's only the first episode. We can't be identifying as that yet, right? No, we've got the rest of the year to let people down. All right, well, I'll start again. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, fuck it. You do it. Can you do it? Welcome back to the podcast that your fly fishing uncle warned you about. How about, <laughs> how about that? Very good. I'll go yeah. the next bit then. I'm here, I'm Chris Adams, and I'm here with my co-host who's informed me via post-it note that he wants to be known as Rocket Man this year forward. <laughs> Rocket Man? Well, man, I kind of feel like I might have been ambushed a bit there. You just passed me that note across the studio here. What do you mean by refer to me as Rocket Man from there on? Uh, no, no, you, I said you have to call me Dragon. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I want to be Nighthawk then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, How you well, been? Yeah, good, mate, good. Um, listeners, I want to apologise on behalf of the um, of the staff uh, here at the Intermediate Line podcast, the, the sound team, the production team, the makeup team, the catering services, and my co-host, um, Nighthawk, Sorry, that's me, uh, Dragon. Dragon. Um, that uh, we did take a long time to get back. And we didn't do our traditional end of year episode. You know what? I can tell you what. We had We had a, uh, a staff meeting. And the overall consensus was, fuck it. <laughs> this is true. This is 100% true. Um, 
in the past, we've offered some some really shitty guests at the end of the year, um, mainly Batesy. Yeah. Uh, I cut I cut Jade Gibb out of that. He he was decent, but Batesy, you know. But this year we decided. Well, last year we decided not to let you down just before Christmas. It's been oh. a tough year. There's been lots of interest rate rises. Yep. Inflation's been rife. Yep. Uh, there's Bloods. a lot going wrong in the world. The last thing you needed was a dose of Batesy just before Christmas. Yeah. I've prepared a statement. Yep. A lot of people have asked me why um, Chris Bates doesn't have my last name. And and here's the thing is, I, I really can't be certain that he is my son. <laughs> to be honest, I was one of one of a few blokes that night. And um, and and until we get until we get our chance on Mori Povich, um, which I feel as though that, that horse might have been bolted. Might have bolted by now. I'm not even sure he's on TV anymore. <sighs> he's just going to have to stay a Bates. And I named him Bates because I thought it'd be funny. One day I thought to myself, I'll, I'll send him a letter and I'll address it to Master. Yep. Yep. But sadly that day has happened because it does, it's not as effective when you email someone and say that. So times have changed. Whole thing's changed. So that's my statement. I still, he still calls me dad, and I still call him son. And he's a great kid. He's a great kid, but I can't be certain he's mine. <laughs> well, it's a tough, tough uh, thing to admit, mate. You might, you might be his dad, you know. But yeah, well, yeah. you know these, these things happen, mate. The, this is this is the part of the um, the unraveling of life, the adventure of of, of these things that that come towards. What was that word? Torf. 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 It's in my daily thesaurus email that I get. Um, Torf means that um, things that come toward you. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm focusing on being a better podcaster this year, and I've signed up for daily thesaurus. <laughs> I'll learn a new word a day. How do you spell it? Torf. Yeah. T-W. <laughs> The wharf. The wharf. Is it in a sentence? Because <laughs> I typed it into Google and said, "Do you mean Tamworth?" Anyway. <laughs> no, that's thwart, isn't it? That's wart. You get, you get some cream for that. Yeah, some warts. Yeah, <laughs> Tamworth thwarts. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I. I um, a lot of a few things have changed in our lives since um since the break, and you know we've only been away from the podcast world for you know little little less than a month. But you know you've endured um uh, some harrowing experiences, mate. Um, let me paint the picture for people, and then you know you expand on it when we get there. And like, correct me if I'm wrong with any of this, mate. But um, I'm going to open this up, and I'm going to say that you know for some, the sting of catching a brim can simply be the fact of holding one that you've caught. Um, for you, you actually got stung by a brim that was living under the sand, right? Which is where they hibernate for this time of year. Is that correct? Yeah. Look, brim, it's a not its not a commonly known fact, but they love to dive into the benthic strata. Now, this right. could be, particularly this time of year, it could be to escape uh, the, the Christmas crowds. Yes. Um, it the could heat. be look. To look for, yeah, to look for uh, food in the benthos. A, a piscatorial slip, slop, slap. Yeah, it could be a piscatorial slip, slop, slap. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or a tip of the fishy hat to, um, you know, to diving into the sand and recovering some worms or yabbies. But um, yeah. they go through yeah. a bit of metamorphosis, though, right? They get a lot uglier when they're in the sand. They do the sand broom, yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the other sand broom, otherwise known as stonefish, right? That's, yeah. Um, this is this is this is what uh, what's unfolded in the life of Rocket Man. Right, Rocket Man. I don't. I'm still waiting to. I'm sure that'll come out in the fullness of time. But um, yeah, yeah. On Christmas Day, listeners, I was um, visiting some family at Caloundra. Went for a swim in Palmerstone Passage there, Bullcock Beach, and um, right on the edge of this deep hole, uh, we were standing. I'm sorry, deep- what, what beach? Oh. Uh, I'm hanging on that. I'm, I'm trying. To, I want to focus on this story, but I can't move past that. If you could, could you spell that for me, please? I just want to Google it. <laughs> Do you recommend Google Image for that? If I, <laughs> you know, I've never even thought about that. It's a, yeah. It is. A, it is a funny name. Anyway, um, it's named after Lord Bullcock, one of right, the okay. early settlers. <laughs> and was that a nickname for this lord or Lord of Bullcock? No. <laughs> he was the best at milking those single utter cows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in, in his honour, he was going to be called Lord Milk Mustache. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's yeah. him, like, like in Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson, Kingpin, yeah. the funniest bit in that movie. Yeah. Movie. Um, so anyway, yeah, I was running my hand through the benthic strata, and as um, you do, yeah, yeah, what? looking looking for crap. I'd actually caught some moon crabs to show the kids that. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's just doing that and it felt this rock sort of in the sand and then bang this thing hit me right in the finger and um i knew straight away i was in trouble and uh, luckily you know cat my wife and one of my kids was like, they were within 50 centimeters of this this hideous beast and i was you know if you stood on one and i got one spine in my in my fingertip and right now it's oh, two and a bit weeks later whatever and um Still, still numb, still tingly. Um, I had uh, had swelling. I had mm. um, had asthma all the next day and a half. So I wouldn't say oh, breathing wow. difficulty. Yeah, yeah. And I had um, had a lot of diarrhea too for three days, and um, and the pain was just next level. So that I went straight to the lifeguard who was on on uh, on duty there at Lord Bullplop Beach, and. Um, and they, uh, they immediately boiled up some water. Apparently, there's a few few stonefish injuries there a year. They said they get 10 to 12 every year. And, um, and yeah, they, uh, they were well-practiced. They knew what to do. So they boiled up some water till it was literally hot enough. I could just – so it just hurt just a little bit less than, than, um, than, the, uh, than the pain from the sting. And mm-hmm. they just submerged the, the affected part in hot hot water. Apparently, it breaks down the uh, the venom. Protein. It's a protein-based protein. venom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vericotoxin is cool. And, is it? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, it's got a deserved reputation. And they they rank it in the top ten most venomous fish. Um, and uh, that, funnily enough, their close relatives, uh, stargazers. Yeah. Um, they're in. The, they're both in the top ten. Uh, you know, and that that includes all the puffers and all that shit. Because that's what I jumped to. I mean, like, I mean, I, I've no doubt. Like, you know, there's probably a stone. In, in fact, as a child, uh, or as a, as a young adult, I used to dive along there, and um, 
yeah, you know, it was it was different times, and I'm, and we were in estuary, and we would we'd have hand spears and stuff like that, and yeah, uh, go go down like where they deep. Uh, we we didn't go well. I'm assuming that you were probably east of the clubhouse there. Was that where you were on the beach there? Yeah, but I like you know how you walk across the bribing now. It's over that side. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's that's unusual. This is what makes me think it. You know, I I, I have no doubt it probably was a, a snowfish, like you're saying. But you know, it's, I've I've not heard of um like because you were talking this thing was completely submerged, and that just seems like the characteristics of a stargazer, in my in my opinion. You know, but um. But still, like I mean, I wouldn't have thought a stargazer would hit you that hard. I was actually surprised to learn what you said there about stargazers being the top ten most venomous fish in the world uh, at the same time. Um, but we would die. We would jump in at Tripkinny Jetty, which for folks that's probably about another half a k in towards the estuary and a lot more undercut banks. There was a lot more yeah. rocks exposed, uh, and those stonefish were yeah you know, in amongst rocks. You know, like they would be like broken sand and on a little bit of patch of clean sand, like a square meter or something. And something to, the only way you'd see him is I couldn't, I had a friend of mine who used to spear him and chuck him on the bank all the time. I don't know how the hell he saw him, but he did. The only way I've seen him was, and they just pissed off before I could get to them, was they would move when you swam over the top of them. That's the only way you could tell what they are, you know? Uh -huh. um, but um, there's plenty of there, man. Like, you know, like like that, that half a K that we would drift down with the tide towards the river mouth to where you were, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be unusual for old mate to get five or six in that run every time. You know, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, well, we're on the edge of it. This deep hole had uh, a lot of debris, like um, you could feel sticks and other shit that's just built up in one particular spot. It was sort of like a natural, I don't know, like a, I'll say, a dumping ground somehow. Like where it was, a lot of lot of detritus and shit had gathered up. Well, there's a, a, a huge amount of sand migration that goes on at that northern end of Bribe. It probably once was, you know, she-oaks or something at one stage under there just, just got engulfed. Yeah, yeah, that might have been your day. But interesting to know, you used to used to swim there, mate, go deep for, for bullcock. And um, that uh, that's, that's real interesting. And the, Well, no, just fish. Okay, <laughs> just fish. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, so <laughs> anyway... Um, if anyone's listening and they ever get stung by a stonefish, get it in some hot water straight away and seek medical advice. Don't fuck around. I reckon if if it was a kid, this was my son or even my wife, you know, both of them probably got a body mass, half of mine, they would get, um, uh, if they get more than one spine, they'd be in a lot of pain. And my wife's a real whinge, I'd like. I'd still be thinking <laughs> about it now. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you a tip. If, if you're ever stung, folks, um, and you, you're in your boat, the uh, the telltale from your boat engine is uh, is a suitable first aid for that. Second, secondly, is uh, is urine. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. One of the lifeguards said that's a don't you don't have to wee on your hand, you know, or your foot. So nah, you don't have to. But sometimes it might just help, you know, lull the situation out. You know. Give if people you, something you, to laugh at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just takes your mind off it. You know, really, it's not really doing anything to the venom, but it's just another form of first aid because <laughs> laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> laughter is the best medicine. You probably hit the next day anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. We had some uh, before we get on to the show. Too much uh, big changes in our life here, I guess, as well. We took on a we took on a rescue dog, um, just before Christmas, and. Um, We've got a, a Dane cross Catahoula leopard dog, uh, which it's a it's predominantly Catahoula leopard dog. But I say Dane first because people know what Danes are. 
I didn't know what a Catahoula Leopard dog was before before this, but um, fucking great dog. Love the dog, but just a uh, big dog. Takes up a lot of time, and um, I don't know how heavy to be, but it'd be up near my hip, and I'm six foot tall. Um, <laughs> uh, 6'10", in fact. No, he's he's a big dog. Just uh, he's only only just over six months. It's hard to remember that he's a pup. But um, you know some of the things some of the things he does and stuff. It's uh, it's quite daunting, you know, to be living in the house and just um, you know having such an alpha in the house. Like he goes outside and he and he takes a dump and like he'll be looking for somewhere to go, but he could have his complete back to you, and he'll just turn around, and just lock eye contact with you. It's very intimidating, you know. Hang on. Is he taking a dump and staring at you at the same time? He, he'll, he'll look around like he'll sniff around. The tail goes straight. You know he's about to take a shit. But as soon as he squats down, he's found his spot. He's starting to pinch that loaf. He'll just turn around and lock eyes like and just stare at you like, what? You know? Yeah. Like, it's, dude. It's, and you, a defense, and it's a defense mechanism, mate. You kind of, you, you kind of look like looking by. Are you looking at me, dude? Like, like it's such an alpha move from this dude. You know, you're like, God damn it. You're only a pup. And here you are just like, Mad yeah. dogging me while you're taking a dump. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Super intimidating. He's doing it for inspiration. He's going, look at that guy. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> look at that it's visual like, laxative. Yeah, he's like me on Instagram, you know. <laughs> 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 no, he's a great loser. <laughs> no, he's a great dog. New shop dog. And uh, I've... um. I've beat it. No, I haven't beat him within an inch of his life. I was going to make a joke with it. There's no joking about hitting animals for sure, but he's um he's not yet to have mouthed one bucktail. Luckily enough, I have um yeah I have I have a room full of pigs ears, which would be like for him right now. So it's um it's yeah it's it's going to be challenging to keep away from him, particularly seeing he's going to be in the shop all day, pretty much every day. But uh, right now he just sleeps most of the day. He's just a big hound. He's cool. Yep. That uh, one of the things that set like defines those catahoulas is um, their eyes, and if you ever have to Google or see one, like their eyes are just fucking intense. They just look like like reptile eyes, eh? You know, it's um, it's an, in- an interesting looking dog, that's for sure. Cool dog, very. I'd re- highly recommend. I mean, we haven't had him very long, but um, I'd recommend him as as a, that breed as a dog for sure. He's great, awesome. Yeah, cool man, nice. Yeah, yeah. I recommend getting a rescue. Yeah, help help a, help a dog from dying. Yeah, well, that's that's very noble, mate. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's all good. Yeah, man. So yeah, there we go. So some big big changes in the lives, and uh, I haven't worked out how to go fishing early in the morning yet. But I've been fishing since last time. Um, just uh, caught up with a mate and went um, went some some pond tarping, which was fun. Oh, cool, man. Nice, nice. Mm. How many? And, you- uh, uh, I only ended up with three, but we just got hosed on. It was just monsoonal pissing down rain the whole time. It's amazing they they ate, they ate. To be honest with you, I guess I guess they're in a, in a freshwater lake, so you know it is what it is. But hey, they're just fun, man. They're fun. It's uh, it's cool. Just just go you go going down the park, take a few beers, just sitting in the beers next to you while you while you're casting and just talking shit and just catching micro tarp. And I, I had a I had a I had a pretty big rod for, for what the size of the fish were. I had a six-weight glass rod. I haven't caught anything on that rod. My friend Gian sent that to me, actually. It's like a, an epic six-weight. Cool rod. Cool, man. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I haven't done much other than that, mate. It's, uh, I, I avoid the crowds at this time of year in a big way. It's a sound game plan, buddy. 
Yeah. Mm. You've been out, haven't you? Yeah, I, uh, I wish, I wish I'd, well, no, I don't wish I'd taken your advice. So I went up to Barumba, it was on a Sunday, it was the last Sunday um, before, uh, of the Christmas, you know, uh, Christmas New Year break, it was, you know, one of those, those days, very popular day on the water, like we were there at first light, and um, I think there was already five or six trailers um, at the ramps. Yuck. And sort of hard, and looking at the trailers too, you know. <laughs> You know, uh, there's a few bass boats out there, and those guys are wanting to fish hard, get up early, you got no evading family, whatever. Kill mm-hmm. this night, night before. Yep. Uh, we got up, uh, tried to find some out of the way spots. Um, and uh, long story short, mate Glenn got a um, Glenn on his third trip to, to uh, um, Barumbara over 20. 20- Five thirty years, whatever how long he's been fishing, longer than I have. Um, he uh, he got a, an eighty-two centimeter toga, and um, yeah, it was pretty. That's a big pretty, fish. Uh, pretty great to witness. Yeah, it was. It, it just we, Glenn's got a new boat. We've just been sort of um, doing up. Um, so it was all all came together for him. He spent a lot of time and money on his boat, and Glenn's been out of the game for a little bit in terms of fishing. Um, he's just getting back into it, and he. Um, yeah, so I was sort of stoked for him. Um, yeah, you'll see him on on Insta, the, Insta there, Cordy sixty seven. I think is there, but a um, lot of lot of podcast connection there. He's wearing a caterfly hat. He's got one. Actually, you remember you did a um, did a fly box for me. That um, it's like a with a, a toga on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yep. been taking that everywhere. Yeah, with toga fishing, and um, yeah, so yeah, had that. Um, yeah, it was it was and we got on got on a Jesus leech, mate. So Jesus. Yeah. But here's the you know, I said to him, mate, don't take this the wrong way, I'm stoked for you and I'm not saying you don't deserve it, but you've got to pinch yourself. What what's just happened is pretty bloody lucky. You know, like you've um you've caught a bigger toga than most people I know and fished that place a lot over the years. Um, you know, and good on you, dude. Um, enjoy this uh- moment. You'll probably take another twenty something years to beat it. So bust an eighty, man. That's uh, yeah, man. I I've caught over eighty before, but like it's, but man, I think I can think of three fish in the whole same sort of time frame, like twenty five years or something like that. Heaps of late seventies, heaps of, heaps that have gone seventy eight, seventy nine, but bust an eighty is just a whole nother level. Yeah, it was so. And the only disappointing thing about it, man, was I just struggled to get a photo that showed how wide and deep it was you know like they're, they're just such an impressive and deep fish like top to bottom um mm. and yeah anyways um great day from that point of view um on the way home though like you know we, we probably left fishing around 11 o'clock and we were a fair way up one of the arms um i witnessed something that probably made me a bit angry i saw a um uh, a jet skier just zipping in and out of the trees, like fair way up. That I told you exactly where, and I'm sure you verify. Like that is no place. Like you and I, last time we were up there, we weren't. We were afraid to even get on the plane. We were in flat. We were sort of worried about using the smoky because there's that many stumps, and that sort of thing. And this guy was really letting fly amongst the trees on his jet ski, and um, you know, like I'm not saying. Well, the risk was below the water as well as definitely above it. I mean, he lost control of that thing. He'd hang himself up, impale himself on a tree somewhere, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, uh, just hard to help people who are fuckwits, eh? 
I don't know why they don't make a um a speed limit up there, you know, for the up up in the up in the trees. I don't understand it either, mate. I think it's incredibly incredibly arrogant to think in any lake that you know the tr- the only un- the only water hazards are the trees that you can see sticking out of the water. That's um it's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. But that one, that lake in particular seems to bring out the best of people like that. That's for sure. That uh, I see it all the time. It's pretty wild. 500 meters a kilometer upstream from from the open water you know like it it's just stupid like it's unnecessary it's just ruining people's day like people who there's so much water down there um you know if he wants to go zigzag stuff there's so much other shit it was just a fuck with doing fuck with things um yeah but jet ski you know does nothing to reinforce yeah, jet ski yeah. like you know like we 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 know all we need to know for the fact that he was in Lake Rumber in a jet ski. Yeah. Let's face it. No matter where he takes that thing, even when he's on the road, mm-hmm. he's still a wanker. Still, still a wanker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Perhaps he should just go home and put a put a, a mask of himself on his wife, and so he knows what it's like to go. Yeah. No, I won't continue that one. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anyway. But like, yeah. like you said in that part, in that you know, go fuck yourself, right? Oh, sorry, I said it, right? <laughs> we should, we really need to do another. We should, we should bless twenty twenty four with another YouTube vid vaults. We should, I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. not Barumba. I'm making a promise now. It's going to happen this year, folks. I don't know what it's going to be. Probably why don't we go? Why don't we like? Why don't for for two people that have caught a lot of tuna, we really should probably go and catch some proper tuna on video, right? Long tails. Perhaps, or even Mac tuna that are bigger than live bait size, maybe. It would have been. We would have got a long tail that day. The fuck with the jet ski hadn't spooked him. Was there long tails around that day? Was there? Yeah, that's what that's what really pissed me off about. You know, late in the late in the day, uh, we were back over near old woman, and and you tied on that. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah. And you even put on a big fly, and you know went deep for a bit. Um, yeah. Just and that's when they, they saw us fishing for them and it just came fanging over. Yeah, that's the one, man. Yeah, it's a real, it's getting a real problem. Mate. Like, I, I don't, like, I've been on Moreton Bay for a very, very long time, but apparently it's just ridiculous. Those, the, you know, those, um, um, well, they call them lake lice, but what do they call them in the ocean? I don't know. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Dickheads. That's what they call them in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. There's no overabundance of them. There's no overabundance of bull sharks, tiger shark. Yeah. Yeah. And Morton Bay is a bit of a mess at the moment, isn't it, in that respect? Oof. Yeah. So, it's not very motivating to get out. I'm sure there's probably corners and pockets of the of the bay that um, they probably fish pretty well. Probably the same situation. Really, at the end of the day, Brisbane's only a city of 2 million people. There's a, there's a lot bigger cities around the world that have probably got a lot more bigger a bigger population of dickheads you know we're on jet skis than than there yeah probably but just a matter we've got to evolve to it um, i suppose i'd like to know where these cities are so i can avoid them <laughs> yeah 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 oh, well. what happens when you have a society without guns you know like <laughs> look, at, look at florida you got you got a lot more people you definitely probably got a lot more pwcs but you also got a lot of a lot of uh, firearms. Um, I'm not saying violence is the answer at all, but I think people are, are far less likely to 
you know, behave like a, a dickhead when you're only, you know, um, yeah, well, uh, you know, there's a pretty permanent solution sitting in someone's glove box, eh? Hey? So. <laughs> I tell you, this, uh, that sounds like a, 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 a um, uh, an old school, an old school uh, argument for the gun control argument from one side. You know, guns. <laughs> if if everyone had guns, then the bad guy wouldn't be able to shoot anyone, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> anyway. really, didn't really want to open that can of worms, but yeah, yeah. you just ruined a good day. Anyways, I don't think there's anything you can do about it, mate. Like it's uh, it is for for them. Like if they've got a spin rod and they've got a, a slug. It's a super effective way to fish, you know. Really, in the day, they're faster than a boat. They can be, they can be, they can be quieter than a boat. They got less, less. They're pushing less water than a boat at the schools. You know, it, loud, like, the motors on them are pretty loud, though, right? Yeah, but they can, like, you know, those. As you know, like we we finesse a school. We'll 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 get a, a school. It's it's in our benefit to get a school up and feeding around the noise of our boat, you know, like to get them used to it before to put a shot. And that might mean a school going up and coming down a few times before putting a shot in it. Those guys can can just like burn over it, put a shot in it while they're still feeding before they realize what's going on and they're still eating. Like they that's that's their shot. And and that's pretty effective. Unfortunately, when the two techniques compete with one another, we lose every single time. There's no there's no time to finesse a school now because of the jet skis. Mm-hmm. And um, what was awesome in that the, the tuna came so close to shore within trailer boat range makes it makes it a problem because it's so close for jet skis as well. The problem with the problem with uh, jet skis is is in part our fishery, I suppose, as well. If we had to go, you know, forty nautical mile offshore to find tuna, like some fisheries, I bet you they don't have a problem with jet skis. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, they wouldn't have the development in tuna fishery like like we do either. Either, yeah. There's just a lot more people doing it, a lot more people sharing technique. I see the the tuna fishing that we do in Australia is very very different to what I see sees. Um, you know, for for false albacore even, or when um, oh, I tell you tell you who had wicked footage the other day was um was Brandon King from um. Arabian sports, sport and fly fishing. I think that's what's called Arabian fly and sports fishing. One or the other. Did you see it? Like just a big frothing school of yellowfin. No. Okay. Oh mate, it was just epic footage of like this. You know, this, but it came in so hot. Like if if that was where we live, you know, like we would be we'd be idling in at a, in a circular fashion. You know, like um, letting them go down to see where they come back up again to sort of hit head them off the pass to be Johnny at the spot you know, to, to get that to get that cast in you know those although those fish are feeding like they're chewing their heads off they get pretty pressured eh? like around here like they see some stuff you know like if your if your fly is not exactly the profile of the bait that they're eating including the loop knot that you've tied on they they just won't eat it mm-hmm. right but like you could go up to say cape york and and fish poppers for them or or, or any size clouser or the biggest surf candy you can ever think of or even deceivers you know, you just don't, you won't, you won't get as many fish doing that down here. I'm sure you'll get the odd one for sure. But you know what I mean? Like it's, I think the development that and the finesse that we have down here in, in, in Southeast Queensland for tuna is probably not likely to be seen elsewhere. Very rich when you live in Southeast Queensland. It seems like you're really talking yourself up, but I'm yet to observe the sort of approach that we, we have here. And it's, it's, 
it's kind of hidden, right? I mean, so, sorry, I mean, it's kind of getting lost. You know, it's not getting passed down for a bit there through sort of um, was when when say when we were lucky enough to come into the sport, it was sort of it was the, a lot of development was happening, right? Don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's a valid comment. And it's not really getting passed down anymore because what's the point? Like, uh, you couldn't you couldn't go out and learn to catch tuna in, in Moreton Bay right now, which like you what you've said in the past is the Wimbledon of tuna fishing, right? It's the it's maybe is that what is that the way to say it? Maybe I butchered that. Oh, it's just that's just my opinion. I, I think, and the reason for I that. I think you're right, man. I think it, I think you're right. It's it's, it's pressured. It's hard. It's they're the, they're big fish in a paddock. It's high stakes. There's a lot of history there too. You know, like yeah. you know that um, uh, Daryl Steele, Warren Steptoe, um, those sort of guys were is one of the first, one of the first um, uh, saltwater um, uh, fly. You know, t- uh, things to do that was written about, documented in in modern fishing back in the day and, and fishing world. Like there mm. must was the first but it was it was pretty early on and and it was you know the Morton Bay became synonymous with you know northern bluefin tuna longtails well and, yeah and you know that that was just how how it was you know there was um there were yeah they certainly occur in other places but it all just came together in Morton Bay it's sort of sort of big big fish um back in the day they're still there some of them yeah did you know I saw I saw a guide incorrectly say this the other day and you just said then i don't know if you said it just so people would understand what they are but um whether you know this i'm sure you probably would know this but they're not they're not actually bluefin longtails oh really what are they they're not they're not a bluefin they're they're a species on, on its own well what clap what would describe a bluefin tuna like because i don't i don't know but i've, I've heard i've heard who was it I don't know where I was with this conversation, but it was a it was a heated argument because Kim Strathairn was there and he called his boat Northern Blue, right? Remember that boat? Yeah. And um and he was there in the room and and there was someone with substance that I can't remember who it was, but it was legit enough for him to argue it and then back down and go, okay, I see your point. And that's uh, um, which um, isn't carrying any weight to our listeners who don't know Kim, but uh, but um, I hope it does with you. I don't know how to research it. Maybe I'll have a quick Google while we're here. But um, Pacific, there's like a northern and a southern Pacific bluefin that, you know, there's one obviously that occurs up, you know, way up Alaska, um, up that way. And there's also one that occurs, you know, obviously off southern Australia. And for some reason, there's ones that are three and 400 kilos living off um, New Zealand that we don't get in Australia. Like, mm. When was the last time you heard of a three three hundred kilo bluefin in Australian waters? You know, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's in a name, man? Like they're 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 blue. As a, I, I feel like the name bluefin is just a a reflection of they're not. You know, we got bluefin, you got yellowfin. Like, fuck. <laughs> got, yeah. Well, I, I think yeah, people call them you know northern bluefin. As their name, I guess, you know, big, but they're not to be con- like I'm reading some stuff now saying it's not to be confused with actual bluefin. You know, they're not they're not a bluefin. The long tail is easily distinguished from true bluefin. It's considerably more elongated in shape, particularly, you know, blah blah blah. You know, tail, true to its name. You know, there's, there's, there's I mean, I'm just looking at the at the um the search results, but there's yeah. plenty of information just in that as well. You know, um, 
So yeah, um, yeah. Look, I'm, thought, I'm sure to look into it a bit further. It's just, it's just interesting, you know. I can remember, I remember hearing that with someone, and I remember, I remember Kim not being too stoked, and he named his bow, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just call them, keeping the name." <laughs> but uh, anyway, I know he would name because of that. It, 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 that's a name's a name, man. Like, you know, like, well, you don't change. It's unlucky to change the name of a boat and rego numbers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's one thing, and it's. If you want to call something a northern bluefin, then then that's you know that's a northern bluefin. Things can have more than one common name. Yeah, you mate. Know. Like um, like I got a broom the other day, and I called it a stonefish. Well, you go. <laughs> well, you tell a. Um, and I don't care what anyone says, mate. It's a stonefish. Go tell a pommy that what you the fish you caught was a broom. Spanish mackerel. Oh. Yeah, and they'll go. No, no, a broom is a freshwater perch, and you're like, no, or, this is a broom, man. You know, like it's it's just. Whatever. Well, they call a Spanish mackerel is like what we call a um, a yakka, right? No, well, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was that was in the UK. It wasn't Spanish mackerel. They have a different name. What they call a mackerel is what we call a yakka in the UK. And in right. in in Florida, they had they had something called cerro mackerel, which C E R O, which remarkably similar to our spotties. And yep. then. We have Spanish mackerel, and they call them king mackerel. They have uh, a Spanish mackerel too, dude, as well, and it's um, and it's like a shark mackerel. Fuck. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we had when we had Sam Sumlin on the show from Space Coast Flies, um, and that was, if you want to listen to that episode, it's a great episode. Um, oh goddamn, I've been logged out of it. November uh, seventeen, man. November seventeen, man. Sorry, it sounded like you said November seventeen too, right? Yeah, episode one seventy four. Boom. Sam Lin. Yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced Sam Sumlin. Sam Sumlin. There's no hyphen there for Sam Sumlin. Sam, I know you listen to the show. I apologize for Dragon saying that, mate. That was uncalled for. Sorry, Sam. Sam is also a, uh, a Flatscraft retailer. So, you know, I'm going to stick up for him every day of the week, mate. Mate, I'm going to put in an order there at Space Coast Flies. Good. To, yeah, to get my my legs in time. Hey, um, hey, yeah. Speaking of, we had a we had a comment. Oh, um, what? To get your legs in time? <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh! That went right on my head. Then turned around, hit me in the back there like a boomerang. Yeah. Give me a second. Yeah, I know, Sam. I'm struggling with that. It might have got lost in translation. I don't know Sam. what the hell you're talking about, mate. There's the Aussie, literally the hundreds and hundreds of packets of Flatscraft sitting right in front of me right now in Beef Studios. Did you say Beef Studios? Beef Studios. I <laughs> <laughs> like beef today, don't <laughs> The Porterhouse Podcast. <laughs> 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 oh dear dear yeah, dear well, dear funny you should bring that up because after after sam someone we had um the scotch fillet himself martin white the scotch fillet. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad you didn't call him martin wit then oh yeah i fucked that up didn't i yeah, yeah well you learned mate yeah. you didn't then though you did it you did earlier you made a mistake you picked yep. yourself up and you dusted yourself off and you did it correctly that time. Well done, mate. And Martin's Martin's one of my favourite YouTubers. He's um, you know what's he? He's uh, living in Japan. Martin White and mm -hmm. and um, what's his nickname ah. out there? The the haggis from Hokkaido. 
Oh, mate, I just realised I just missed a, I, I missed a cracking opportunity to, to play that Tom Waits song on Big in Japan for his intro song. Oh. God, why did it just hit me now? Damn. Damn it. Like the Blink-182 song. Ah, yeah, well, I, I'm not familiar with it, but I didn't go to many thrash, thrash concerts in my day, mate. No, nah, so you wouldn't have been into thrash metal, would you, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> Death thrash metal at Blink One Eighty Two offer. Few in jokes in there, but Martin, um, I really enjoyed Martin's podcast too. Um, yeah, so I did I. A, lot of, a lot about you know they say travel broadens the mind. I spent a lot of that podcast, you know, absorbing what he was saying, um, and he's you know he certainly travelled a lot and, and got a lot done. Um, Are you telling uh, me that listening to his accent felt like you were traveling? No, <laughs> I was absorbing what he was. He, he was. It was a great, a great chat. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Sorry, mate. I wasn't accusing you. It was just simply something across my mind. I just wanted to clarify before, you know, making a wild assumption. Thank you for clarifying. Appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah. I like the photo you chose of him too. He looks sort of ZZ top. You know? Yeah, he does. He looks like he's playing a, playing a sailfish, right? Like it's like a guitar. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's playing an air guitar. He's got a beak. Down. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now Sam's is a good podcast, man. I, I know you haven't listened to it yet, otherwise you wouldn't have pronounced it Sam Sum Lin. But um. They've, um, have you seen the fly that uh, his business partner came with the, um, what's he called, a sipper or something like that? Do you know what I mean? No. Probably not going to go well for an audio show, but... Um, Hang on, I've got to look at it. You're going to send me a message or you want me to look at it? Uh, Cancel. Where we go to here? There we go. Ooh, Max China. Um... Yeah, you're going to have to send it to me, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, um, I'll do it another time. It's um, it's worth doing. Good, good operation there. If you're, in, if, you're in, um, if you're in the US and you're listening to this show right now, um, you must be, A, bored out of your mind, um, or, you know, the television's broken. But you know, if you're in a position to go and have a look at Space Coast Flyers, check them out. They're great. Great dudes, good fish shows, great range. They're going to be huge in a couple of years. Mark my words. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a couple of um, we didn't do too many intermediate vice episodes last the last year. That sort of died off of quite a bit. Although we did do some fly talk with some of the guys. Um, with the fly design, the innovative special that was a big one, right? With us, um, I can't remember what we said in there, but um, August West was a good one as well. Really nerding out on the uh, on the pop flies aspect of things which is um pretty pop excuse me pretty popular in this day and age right now which is a bit of a blowout seeing how how much of a um a desert we're in as far as decent bucktails concerned mm. uh i've yeah. mentioned this on the show before but i might just take the opportunity to explain one more time to people who might have missed it just to, in, in an attempt to stop people from asking me when will i get long bucktail in again the world is without long bucktail at the moment if anyone, any retailer, tells you that they have bucktail that exceeds four inches, 
ask them to put a ruler on because I guarantee you that they are either lying or they have stock from at least two years ago or they cut it off roadkill themselves. There you go. Okay. Um, and the reason is, without getting too into too specifics, that uh, an industry outside of fly fishing has found an interest in bucktail, uh, particularly that is that bucktail that is uh, four inches plus, let's put it that way, preferably longer, um, because of some uh, some new legislation in, in the US as far as um, uh, furs in possession of endangered animals. This industry has had to surrender what they previously used to use and as an alternative, they've found bucktail and they need to fill that hole in a hurry. So at every level, including butchers and taxidermists and, and hunting groups, this group has infiltrated supply lines and is paying stupid amounts for bucktail that would, if we, if the fly fishing industry was to compete with this industry, um, bucktails uh, that were four, four inches and plus would be around $70 a tail. So it's unrealistic. Those who have been fly fishing long enough will remember the time when um, it was a, a trend for ladies to put um, rooster hackle, grizzly hackle in their hair and um and the industry that supplied the fly fishing industry preference that because of the money they were paying uh and it wasn't until that trend tent trend died out that we you know had had good hackle available to us again um similar situations going on now forecasts are that this year we potentially will either the beginning or the end of the year we'll see long tail long bucktails come back now that doesn't mean contact me and ask if I can hold bucktail for you. Please don't do that. I won't do that. Um, Chris, I heard you're putting together a wait list. Is that right? I'm not putting together a wait list at all. Um, no, pretty sure you said just tell me. I'm, I'm not, not putting together a wait list. Uh, I'm emphatically list. saying right now, Volts um, or Dragon or Rocket Man, that I am not putting together a wait list. And just one more time, there is no wait list. Just say so people pay a little bit extra to go. To the top no, no, there's no wait list. There's no waitlist. So waitlist, not here. Here, chop, no waitlist. <laughs> first in best dressed. <laughs> well, the reason is, is like I got to see it first. I can't take someone's money for something I don't see. It'd be wonderful if we could make bucktail in a factory, and I could guarantee that it's going to be the the not only the length that you want, but the type that you want. You know, I can't I can't do anything about that. You know, like someone a supplier could promise me that they're going to have hair it's going to be this long but the way they measure it might be different to the way i measure it i just can't do anything until i see it so you know like in beast brushes i've got what have i got um one two three four five grades of bucktail and it's all pertains to the length of the hair the height i don't give a fuck about um but just the length of the hair sometimes i might degrade something that you know might not have a lot of hair but um I haven't been able to exceed the first two grades for the last two years because of uh, because of the shortage from what I just explained with the opposing industry. What's your worst grade, mate? I don't really have a worst grade. Well, the worst grade, I've actually got a box full of bucktails that I haven't even launched up yet that's, um, that I want to. And it's funny you, should, funny you should ask that because we were just talking about August West's podcast on there and I, and I mentioned that I've got um short bucktail so i got stuff that's like uh, a whole box like a i don't know how many liters it is but you know let's let's say it's probably you know 
80 centimetres long, 60 centimetres high, and maybe 50 centimetres deep, like one of those storage tubs on wheels, you know what I mean? And, and it's just stacked neatly to the brim full of these short tails. Uh, and I used to throw those out, but uh, I, I started keeping them because I liked them with the intention of making that lower grade. Me and August were talking on the podcast about, you know, how shit it is to cut bucktail down. Like when you want something short, like a chin or, you know, like a crazy, like a crazy Charlie or a short, small gotcha, like the, the, how much better bucktail acts when you, um, when you use the whole length of it, Too if you know small. what I mean? Yeah. Like when you cut it right at the hide and use that whole length and that, that length is perfect for, um, the intended purpose or you build it that way because of the length of the, the hair, right? It's so much better than say having to use. Uh, three inches of bucktail and cut down five inch long hair. It doesn't work the same, it doesn't feel the same, it doesn't tie in the same, it doesn't look the same in the water. So getting that stuff in for chins, like, um, you know, for, for, for flat wings or something like that, like, you know, the first bit that you don't want the hair to exceed past the bend of the hook up to, to you know, to minimize tail wrapping. Because that's how a flat wing works. Like, you're going to tie the tail on above the hook with a stiff feather underneath, like usually a cape feather to stop it from fouling and you're going to use the stiffest like a quite stiff bucktail to mm -hmm. stop that from happening as well so if we're going to stop doing that you're going to have to cut down the same bucktail you're using on the tail to use it the chin because if it goes past the bend of the hook there it's got a good a really high chance of um of um of fouling yeah, uh, yeah. so there's a lot of um there's a there, there's probably more demand than i've sort of um than i'm the, you know then i then i realize in that in that short bucktail um for a lot of people look it's just sitting there i gotta just pull my finger out i got a lot of new products i haven't loaded up yet but um just been busy but that's one of them uh, that's cool, man. It, sounds, so, it sounds like we're all, all waiting for that 80 liter or whatever you said it was filled to the brim that, that i found that a bit distracting it was immediately thought of brim and when you said brim I <laughs> my finger started then, throbbing yeah, yeah my finger started throbbing and my mind mind drifted away to jimmy barwick there in episode 172 why would it drift off the Jimmy Barwick at Snowy Valley fly fishing if we're talking about brim? When you mean Jimmy Caves? No, no, Jimmy Barwick is uh, is catching uh, Big Murray Cod. We spoke to him about you know he. I really enjoyed talking to Jimmy Barwick because he was talking about um, forward facing sonar and how to change how he was successfully targeting huge Murray Cod mm. in the midst of winter at night. You know, use that as a great excuse to kill two birds with one stone. Get mm. out of bed. And then go fishing, you know. And um, and Jimmy, do you really do you really need to kill that bird with the stone? The the task of getting out of bed. Because you just said I kill two birds with one stone. I get out of bed and I go fishing. Yeah, well, it'd be really easy to lay in bed down there where it's cold, man, at night. Well, that's that's true, mate. That's true. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, and he's holding some mega Murray cod in that in that photo. But um, and Jimmy's M MMCs for short. MMCs, what are they? Mega Murray Cod. Ah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, get they, with it, mate. Get with the Akos. <laughs> are they technically a Murray Cod or are they a, a bluefin tuna? I don't know. But um, hard to say. Are they uh, an evolved freshwater groper? Probably more accurate than calling them a cod. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> very, very thought provoking. Yes, yeah, yeah. so thought provoking. <clears throat> and Jimmy's got his uh, drift boat fishing happening down there too. You mm. know. He's been going gangbusters um, all through summer, catching catching trout there in the Tumut River, leading from the front. Yeah, having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. He's um, 
Yeah, like yeah, exactly, mate. Him, there's another operator there, Angus. I don't, I don't think it'd be worth seeing anyone else on the tube at Riverside. Them two, those two are killing it. They live there. It's not like they're um, traveling guides to, to to go there. They live there. They kill it. They know every inch of that water. It's great. Um, I will say this a bit. I speak to Jimmy quite a bit actually, and um, well, one thing he just got a new he's got a new whip. He got a brand new um, uh, fitted out polycraft for um, for the lakes and for the to accommodate that that guiding element of his business um so that's quite exciting he's got the drift boat as well like you're saying but what's really interesting about jimmy is his um his creativity you know, on the vice recently or over the last year say um for for practical reasons you know like uh keeps keeps chipping away it makes mistakes and things go in the bin but by by continuing and and going back to the vice and and translating his observations to the vice um, he's come up with some good flies. That have you probably, you've probably seen it mentioned in social media that Bigfoot fly that he's been doing. Barwick's have you? Bar, Barwick's Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, then there's uh, the Bullcock special. Have you seen that? <laughs> Barwick's Bullcock. Yeah. No, they ain't special. No yeah. Um. No. Have you seen it? Have you seen the Bigfoot? No, no I'm just going to look at it now. Jimmy. I don't know if he's, if he's given too much away there. He's he's starting to sell flies, um, uh, so he's tying he's tying these flies commercially because I think he I think he's crazy because he, like, he enjoys tying. I just like to tie to catch fish, but I think he likes to tie flies. Oh look which, at that! Is that is that the one sort of like? Oh yeah, look at that. Uh, I don't know what you're looking at there, brother, but um, but I'm going to assume it's good by the way that your octave went up a little bit there. Look at that. Jimmy B, uh, hang on. Is it if you? How did you look for it? If you search Bigfoot fly, is that what you did? I just sent it yeah, to hashtag Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get head over there. I like uh, that Jimmy B. Yeah, Just doesn't call you Chris or Beast. He just calls you Ammo. No. no. Hey, I know. I've had to remind him several times. My name's Chris, dude. But, uh, anyway. Sure, Ammo. Yeah. yeah. Chris Beast. Yeah. Chris Beast. Yeah, that's it. Uh, now, that doesn't give you know away what? a lot. That one there, but it, it, it you know, knowing what it is, it, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting, eh? The way he's built it. it's pretty light, pretty, pretty airy. It sinks fast for what he needs to do with the, um, uh, the, the live scope. So, you know, he's finding fish, and he's, I guess, you know, like, okay, I'm not, not trying to open up a can of worms here, but he's sight fishing, right? He's seeing it there. He's casting towards the fish that he knows is there. Though he can't, he's using uh, electronics to to guide his eyes. Um, that's what he's doing. So he needs a large fly, a and b, one that doesn't isn't too buoyant and will get pulled down by that um, fasting line for which he's using the um, uh, the Cortland um, musky taper um, type eight um, fast sink line. <clears throat> so. So he can't have a lot of buoyancy in his in his um in his materials there with that. And although there's a lot of bulk there, there's really not a lot of air in that at all. You know, it's a, it's a quite a clever fly. So what you what it probably looks like it looks like a big deceiver there like that, but it's not. It's it's on an extension, um, like the tails and stuff with the slapping feathers at the back there and stuff. And it's um, you know, he's got some collars of flash there, and he's got um two different brushes on the front there that he makes. He started making like his own tapered brush. You know, with it's quite clever, so he's got no trimming, so it gets um, the the brush is narrow as it gets closer to the hook eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty cool what he's done there. So it's yeah. um, 
But it's killing, it's catching fish, that's for sure. Mate, Jimmy's winning, mate. He's got his boat, he's got his fly, and congratulations, Jimmy, on getting engaged in late November. Nice one, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did, that's right. We, did we not mention that on the show before? No? I don't remember, mate, but it deserves two congratulations. Looks like he's packed a Yeti and took his missus out fishing. Trick, tricked her into thinking it was a relaxing day on the water and then... Fooled her. Slapped her with a proposal and a bottle of wine. Good one, Jimmy. T- took yeah. her far enough up the tumult that she couldn't say no. Yes. Say yes or you're going to leave her here. Yeah. No? <laughs> Listen, darling, there's a lot of wild dogs up here, by the way. I've got something to ask you. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Come on, yeah. Jimmy. You can have the last biscuit if you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Jimmy. Congratulations, you guys. Yeah, fantastic. Nice fantastic. One. Yeah, mate. Um, you know what else was a was a quite a um, quite a uh, an interesting show that wasn't fly fishing related, although it was um, affects a lot of us because you know we, we all own boats. Is the lithium battery special with the Green Marine one we did last year? Yeah, yeah, that did receive a lot of um, a lot of interest. It was well downloaded. Um, we learn a lot. We all learn a lot. Mm. Um, I'm I'm straight lithium now, with all mine. Yeah, yeah. I've always been straight, and now I've got lithium as well. I don't have any lead in the boat at all. And the, yeah, uh, hang on, hang on a minute. Just, uh, <laughs> just backpedaling here. Um, seems like there's more issues than one here with what you're talking about. Look, mate. It's a more power to you. I mean, if yeah, yeah. Literally, I know it's a play on words. You know. The Green Marine uh, Lithium Dream is, is mm. alive and well at my house. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, you might have had the, the rainbow-coloured ones. But yeah, it puts a whole meaning to float charge, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Good yeah, one, so Tiger. That, that was a good um, – uh, it was a very informative podcast, and I really appreciate Steve joining in and spending some time. I know you got a bit extra – extra awareness of his of his message out there and i know a few mates of mine picked up some green marines too so how good is it though that um you know we we got to dispel a lot of myths there like it this is the one of the good things about this podcast and the motivating things for us to keep showing up is um you know it 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 is to 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 help people to make informed decisions based on actual facts and performance you know rather than hearsay and you know check me out sort of shit you know uh, and that's all we've ever done on this podcast with this sort of stuff. And, you know, granted, there's been times that we've had some collateral damage and people think we're targeting them when the whole basis of this show is to help you. not And, and some people might just simply be collateral damage. In this circumstance, with the batteries, there's definitely a lot of people that, you know, have got opinions with them. And, uh, you know, like the amount of people that, that, that I knew that I fished with that I consider not to be idiots that have um that have flat flat out told me before that show that i would never get a lithium battery because it'll catch on fire mm. i believe that they you know those guys thought they were being legit but at the end of the day the argument stops there why would it catch on fire because that's just what they do so to get someone like steve on you know to to, to just a dispel that myth but also explain so much more you know it's got to be pretty handy to have a show like that in the database for anyone to go back to at any time particularly when you're you're in the market for a battery you know like you, you know, your, your agm is gonna die eventually you know like you know 
if you're like me, they, they last a year. Two would be an exceptional amount of time for an AGM. So, you know, that, that episode, episode 166, uh, is the one. Is the one to, one to come back to if you're in that position. For sure, it's worth doing. I, um, after that show, my, my cranking battery died. So that's when I went to lithium for that. After that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, also in that show that we talked about, like, I mean, the, the stunning performance of, like, the, with that power pole motor being a, a 50 amp hour battery with a, uh, with a hundred, um, a hundred pound thrust motor, right? Yeah. It's, um, and it lasts all day crazy it's 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 it doesn't make any sense 36 volt 100 pound 36 volt motor i guess you could say and 36 volt gives it 100 pound thrust although that motor can run on 24 volt as well and then it gets to 80 pound thrust still 50 amp hour for a 36 volt motor is not is not what i would not what i would expect you know the performance that it's got that's for sure it was exceptional um and that that power pole move motor like that was so damn quiet so damn smooth and um and so damn powerful like it, it I, I don't know how to say it without sounding like an ad you've got to try um the, the only reason you wouldn't get one would be if if you didn't have if you couldn't afford it but you know in that case i'd recommend you save a bit longer get another job something like that because it, i can really say it was it's that far above, you know, what's existing in in the the brushed mo motors that I've used, which are, you know, certainly considered, um, you know, well, they're top top of the market price wise. Um, yeah, I haven't tried, you know, some of the other brushless ones, the top of the line, but yeah, like hand of my heart, really eye opening um, in terms of performance and quietness, and yeah, definitely worth a look. Look, the, the price of those electric motors now are, are, are almost the price of an outboard, you know, really, at the end of the day. But if you're in the market for that sort of price range, you'd be crazy not to look at the power pole, you know? You really would be. It is. It's fucking expensive. But interesting, eh? Like, I mean, you came out in my boat with that on and then you went out in another boat, not really not really concealing too much, which which had... I, I, um. A, a cheaper one on it, you know, for whatever reason, you know, like it's uh, well, it went uh, from. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it went from people will be able to guess who, but I'm not like which brand it was. It went from the top of the market to the bottom of the market. Um, there was a massive difference in um, in finish um, precision, the the noise of the turning motor, the response time, um, but most of all, just silent. Uh, sorry, actual noise when you're underway, like. Um, the power pole's so much quieter and smoother. And you, you sometimes when you and I were fishing with it on, Chris, we'd, the only reason you knew it was on was the the, na the noise of the water sort of sort of rushing against the hull of the boat. But this, you know, when I compared it to this other one, which was a you know a, a budget sort of choice, you know, the head vibrates when you're under power. Um, you get a you get a bit of prop vibration. Um, you know, we. We came home from that trip, not Chris and I, the budget one, looking at, you know, what, is there any aftermarket props available or, you know, what, what we could do to get, you know, to, to smooth out that um, the shuttering because all of that, it's pointless having a stealth trolling motor and that's why you got it, you know, for convenience but also for stealth if, if it's not going to be quiet, you know. But um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I I, I definitely reckon that I, I'm getting closer to fish uh, with that motor. Um, when you and I went um, to that lake last time, you, you may remember that I, I thought we were going to hit a log and it just ended up being a, just a fucking dinosaur of a toga I was about yep. to run into. That's yep. an old, smart fish, you know? Like that, that thing, the power pole motor is not common. And if you believe that um, fish eat things they haven't seen before, well, then that fish did not react to that because it probably hasn't heard that before, you know? Um, it would have, it would have heard petrol motors, you know, the traditional electric motors that we've, we've got, which we've already established. Uh, I mean, even behind, like my previous motor was was brushed, um, but it was the top of the line Minn Kota. In fact, it was brand new, only six months before I got this one, um, and uh, and chalk and cheese, so much, so much louder. So this fish, arguably, right, potentially, you know, um, there's been a couple of circumstances. But I can't be 100%, you know. But I feel like I'm getting closer to the fish, um, and not in a good way. Like I'm, I'm just running them over, you know, more, more often. Um, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a shorter shot with this, with this motor. It's not. That's not what I mean. It just seems to be, seem to be uh, not spooking fish from at all. Like you get right on top of them, you know, with that motor. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd put it this way. I'd love to take it out on a flat. Um, I, I've heard you're right, sorry. There you go. I, I reckon I'd be getting 10, 15 foot closer to these fish, and that could be the difference between, you know, taking a rush shot or not, or you know, shooting on the on the uh, limit of your, you know, your practical ability under those circumstances, and that's going to translate into fish when you get yeah. into more technical fish or technical presentations, you know, um, you know that that sort of perform performance equals fish. That's, that's blunt as that i've heard people say and i can't say that, that you know this is my personal opinion on it but i've heard people talking that you know in in areas where people poll that they're they where they wouldn't be using electric motor they're happy to use the uh the move you know in lieu of the in lieu of the of the push pole that's okay. yeah yeah look to be fair there's a good chance that those guys are power pole pro staffers and things like that yeah this is this is marketing talk but that's a huge thing to say don't you reckon i mean i'm not i'm, I'm trying to preface this as saying i i'm not personally getting behind that comment because well i don't poll so i mean like i don't you know i fish by myself so it's hard hard to carry a rod and a pole uh, plus i don't have a polling platform on my boat i you know so i can't really um get involved with that comment but it's just an interesting thing that some people yeah. have said yeah well i don't know what to say. You know, I don't have first-hand experience with it, but I believe it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You know, while we're while we're reflecting back on um, on the shows, the 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 one that's got the highest downloads out of all the shows, uh, total downloads, is the one with Jamie Howard from like 2023. Yeah, that was such a great show. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised, um, and I'm glad that I'm glad that. We were able to share that that show with so many people. Um, you know, J Jamie has been a massive inspiration to my fly fishing journey um, through through bringing us, you know, sort of over the shoulder on the deck footage of you know what goes on on a tarpon bite. Um, and you know, that's in the Chasing Silver movie. So he's also done Stripers. That was that was a tremendous 
you know, travel log sort of journey, a diary if you want, of, you know, striper fishing in a number number of different areas. Um, I spoke to a mate who's been over there and fished a little bit, New York, um, just north of there, and he goes, that is entirely accurate. They've really, Jamie's done a great job of, um, of bringing it all together and, and showing what it's like and, you know, the fact that you sort of follow these characters through multiple locations is really good. Um, and you know, I love, I love having people on the on the podcast who inspire me to want to go to their places or do their style of fishing or, or what. We've been really fortunate. We had some crackers last year, and and Jamie's was a good one. You know, mm. it's it's always tough talking like this, like not not comparing them to, to other guests because they they were all good in their own their own right. Um, but you know, for Jamie, for personal reasons for me, like you know, like I said the. The, the movies Chasing Silver, Andy's Return, Location X, you know, just played such a part for me in my daydreaming days, you know, like, I'm going to do that. And I did go and do it. And you know what? It was fucking awesome. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and look, it's, it's, a, I, I, I would, I would love to understand how many people were inspired to fish for Tarpon after, you know, Chasing Silver, Location X, uh, Andy's Return. You know these these great films that uh, that he that he he covered the feeling of of tarpon fishing well, arguably Stanley as I look at him. <laughs> I mean, he seemed to do it really. That's what that's the part I liked about uh, running the coast was that the way he captured the lifestyle. You know the the feel of it. You know, like the 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 thing that made people leave the warmth of their ha- their house and the and, and their bed in the morning. You know to to you know, risk wading out through shark shark infested waters just to get that striper. You know, like it's um, yeah, it, it's um, he did it so well. He did he did it so well. Like the how how old and how sorry how old the history is of it and how how dedicated so many people are in different ways just for that one fish through that following that migration of that of that species. It's awesome. It's such a good movie. Yeah, if, if look if you if you're listening to this and you. And you listen to the podcast, and you're still yet to, to watch that film. Man, it's an it's it's an epic fishing fishing movie. Like it's it's not not to be sneezed at. It's not like um, watching something good on YouTube. It's a it's a film. It's a it's a fishing film. Yeah. That's that's ju- that's yeah. You don't even have to be into fishing. There are, you know, I just said that you don't even have to be into fishing. You just need to be able to sit down for three hours and look at it, and and the characters and the storyline. As well as the fishing, but those are—it stands on its feet. It, it's such a good, such a good watch. You know? I guarantee you that many of you will probably go three hours, oh, and and you, know, you might work up the gumption to start it one day, and yeah. you'll end up probably like me and just end up going. I intend to watch this for forty minutes, and then I was going to put it down, sat here for the whole three hours. Yeah, yeah, it's really watchable. Um, it's not something you know you're going to propose to your missus by, like Jimmy B wouldn't have done that. Nah, he probably eat all the biscuits through that film for sure. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a worthwhile watch, you know. Mm. Post engagement, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I was just um, I was just scamming, scamming, scanning the uh the list for last year, and I started to look at the second most highest downloaded show, and I thought I'd open up the um the blurb in regards to it, and a, and a, and a term came up in the in the blurb there that I hadn't heard for a long time. <clears throat> so episode 159, uh, hydrodynamics, cross-examination, and crab flies. 
That was published on the 7th of April in 2023. And during that show, we must have used the term Swaldemort. Mm -hmm. does, that, does that ring a bell where that would have come from? No. Okay. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Who, who are you talking to then? That's, that was you and I on the show, buddy. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't recall, man. <laughs> I got an inkling about it, but I feel as though that like uh, pressing pressing that 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 topic might might not might not be what you know will lift the mood of the show. But what will lift the mood of the show is the um is do you remember the photo that we generated, which you generated for that one? Me in the Hawking's chair and you stand you know standing behind us there. Oh yeah, yeah that that didn't age well, hey. Um, <laughs> no, no, that was that was. <laughs> You, you were Stephen Hawking, man, and you just you just got named in the Epstein, Epstein files. <laughs> Come on, mate. Come on, Smoldermort. Relax, eh? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know why we did that, but yeah. No, because we're idiots. And, um, and although we take, we take the fishing seriously, we don't take ourselves that seriously. Yeah, that's true. And that's the go. That's that's what keeps us going. Yeah. Hate to take yourself seriously and do this job. Yeah. Whew. Be Tough. Accountable. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. We started off um, last year's last year's um, run with uh, a tiger episode. Mm. That's the second tiger episode that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah. It was timely, and you know, it turned out to be good advice. Um, you know, I caught oh. two of my biggest togas this year using those those techniques. So yeah. yeah. I just opened up the blurb there, it says at the back of there, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Who would have written that? Who did that? God man. That's the intern we had, I think, at the time. That must have been his last thing before we sacked him. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, look, it's um yeah. So we went we went from there and you know what? One of the one of the um actually the second i didn't realize is the second most uh popular download show was the starting out special where we um we highlighted um yeah how to get how to get started in fly fishing i guess and um that was um that i would like to listen back to that one i reckon that one probably probably helped out a lot of people it'd be a good one to refer people back to to go and go and check things out you know as as you get asked um you know when people ask ask you for advice on starting out it's a it's a minefield, mate. This uh this this fly fishing thing is there's a stupid amount of information available to people all everywhere around the around the world, and everyone's got the best intentions. But you know, it's it's interesting, mate. Like I've I've got a customer who recently gave it up, right? Um, now he lives he lives in an area of Australia. I'm not going to tell it. I'm not going to say his name or where exactly where he lives, but he lives in an area of Australia where he can't access um a car like proper casting tuition but there's a plenty of people there that'll that'll give it a go and like there's not to say that that these guys can't cast but they probably can't teach um and for this guy he couldn't get his head around the casting uh and he and and he's recently put everything up for sale online you know flies galore rods reels all this sort of stuff um well, that's just, a shame. based yeah, on just, not having access to to good information well, he just yeah, exactly. He couldn't he couldn't work the casting. I'm trying. I'm like you know, I'm, I'm trying to help him. I said, look, I'm a casting instructor, but the, uh, there's just no way that I could ever give you any advice on um, 
on casting at all over the internet at all. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that it would be unfair. I need, I need to see you. I need to see bits and pieces that, that would make up faults and ways to diagnose and, um, and correct. So, you know, it's one thing to be able to cast. It's another thing to be able to teach someone. I guess you could say it's not an ad for casting instructors here, but it's it kind of well, it kind of is, I suppose, in the fact that there, you know, there's there's a there's people that have been tested and and taught how to teach, which is different to being able to cast. In fact, you could still be an international federation of fly fishing certified casting instructor and be a shit caster. So long as you can explain why you're a shit caster and explain how to someone else not to be a shit caster, it's about teaching. It's not. It's not an accolade on being a good caster. You know what I mean? And um, and just that casting aspect of it was enough for him to quit. But that's just one aspect of learning how to fly fish or getting into it that potential fly fishermen have got to get through. Uh, you know, these series of pitfalls to, to to find happiness in the sport and it's just such a fucking shame you know like it really is you know that um everyone's got to find their find their way i suppose and yeah i hope that this show i'd like to listen back to it actually i can't remember what we said in it but um it was the this was the second highest downloaded show for 2023 yeah yeah that um those sort of ones generally do you know download pretty well and I'll just be honest, man. I um, it sort of made me sad that someone's, you know, left the sport and and you know, based on particularly based on the fact that they they couldn't get help. You know, it sort of goes enough help to get keep them in the in the game, mate. Eh? You hear about it all the time. Look, like I said, this I, I sort of lose this earlier on on this show. You know, like um, that our intention for the podcast is to further the sport, help the sport, and um. Sometimes the brutality of that means that, you know, we're going to say things that some people who make money from this industry may not like. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of both of us when I say our intention is never to, to shit can or bag out anyone. Sometimes the hat might fit, you know, and, and, and that's, just, that's just collateral. But, you know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of don't give a fuck about someone who's put themselves in a position where they shouldn't be just to take someone's money, um, it, it, you know, when it comes to comparing yourself to someone who's getting into the sport and, um, and, and, and you know, potentially could hate it without ever experiencing the highs of, of such a great sport. You know what I mean? Like, it's if I had to pick between someone's feelings on that side of thing who's, who's got through it and is now in a position where they hate their job and they want to they desperately make money off, off fly fishing for whatever Peter Pan fucking lifestyle they've got in their head, or someone who, like you know, potentially could be uh, a, a contributing member of the fly fishing community, you know, uh, always pick that newcomer, always. And that's uh, that's I, I'm I don't know, I mean I'm sure you can speak on it for yourself in this vaults, but I, I'd be feeling pretty confident that you know you would have that fostering attitude in relation to this podcast as well, right? You hit the nail on the head, man. Because you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a smart ass. Some people just tell you I'm an asshole, but. I get nothing out of this show, man. You know, other than other than the jollies from helping people. Mm. Um, you know, so um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, it's a, you know, it yeah. Sorry, mate. You're right. Yeah, no, no, no. You can move on. Sort of. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, it's not so much with that thing, but 
I don't know, mate. Like maybe we can cut this out if it doesn't work out. But um, you know, like you know, you I mean, it's not a bit. You know this, false because we have discussed this. But you know, like uh, I had a, a friend of mine contact me the other day and say, you know, where's where's the follow the beef thing? You guys don't bang on about that stuff anymore. <laughs> we can't. We kind of can't. You know, it's um, we like it wouldn't be a surprise to many of you people to learn that um, we live in a time where people are easily offended now it's it, it's for whatever reason that is not here to speculate on but we unintentionally offend many people particularly in the industry who are there to take your money who don't like our pragmatic views and um quite frankly uh we don't feel like impacting our lifestyles by taking on board their bullshit and if um if it means dropping follow the beef well then that's just the way it is yeah so i i feel really bad about that i'll be honest with you i feel as though these guys that like this guy who quit you know if um if he got some follow the beef-esque advice potentially he might not have got advice from someone without researching where he was getting the advice from. I don't know who taught him to cast, but the, the dude who taught him to cast probably can't cast either. I don't know, you know? But like, let's let's just say for argument's sake, hypothetically, um, that he did get advice from someone who, who who promised they knew what they were doing. Don't you think that, I mean, that's that's sad, right? You know, like it's, it's sad that like this, this guy could have been, I don't know, man, like, I mean, pick any superstar in, in contrib- contributing to fly fishing and this guy could have been this that that one of those guys in 40 years time if he stuck with it you know we could have let a real gem go just because someone's ego couldn't couldn't let them to say mate i'm not the best person to teach you yeah you know so i don't know about you vaults but like i'll just speak for myself in in saying that follow the beef has been something that um I've personally been proud of and I'm sad to see it go because because of some people that I feel as though um, are probably rightfully affected by it. They should be affected by it because some people have no place teaching uh, newcomers anything about something that they have no experience about. Um, so I'm a, I'm a bit sad to see it go, to be honest with you. But um, yeah. look... Mate, I, I just don't have the the fucking the the bandwidth to fucking take on those fucking people like that that just got all the time in the world to make your life fucking hell, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, too busy, man. Too busy with fucking beast brushes and uh, and fucking family and wanting to go fishing and you know mates, you know, and stuff like that to fucking deal with that shit for a podcast that we don't get paid for, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So yeah. yeah. You want to say any farewell messages to follow the beef, mate? <laughs> it's been fun. But yeah, it has, it has I, been fun. I, I guess, as a general statement, yeah, people like... Uh, not everyone likes what they see in a mirror um, sometimes. And if and if a statement or whatever forces someone to, to look at themselves in the mirror, they mightn't like what they see and then they'll hate rather than, than ship up. Uh, shape up, sorry. They'll they'd rather you know shoot the messenger. So, anyways, um, 
had to be said, mate. Had to be said because uh, you know, like inquiring minds are, are wanting wanting to know. And um, yeah, I get a bit, you know, like you guys don't mention it anymore. No, we don't. The um, yeah, the bitches have won. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, is what it is, mate. Is what it is. Look, I mean, we. I'm sure we could still put on a very informative podcast, you know, like um, without mentioning follow the beef and you know, you might there might be beef esque um situations throughout the show, but. Yeah, we just can't um, can't point out the obvious to you anymore. Uh, Let's go. put it that way. Um, so yeah, that 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 starting out show looks uh, looks pretty good. Like I'm reading through there a bit there and it says about you know should you buy or tie tie your flies uh, is important. Understanding fly tying is how important is understanding fly tying to beginners. Uh, there's there's heaps of stuff about reels and rods and lines. Oh no, did we mention lines on a podcast? promise to never mention fly lines again in a podcast folks leaving it alone leaving it alone well look i mean we've got a lot we've got a lot planned for this year we've got some great guests coming up in uh the beginning at the beginning of the year um we've got we've got enough guests for the next um you know five or six shows i believe still going to run them fortnightly for you folks and um yeah yeah uh, oh, also, just just one last little bit of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been sending us messages on social media to the Intermediate Line podcast pages, really sorry that um, no one looks at it. But um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no one looks at it. I'm sorry. Like it's uh, occasionally, like uh, you know, if we're there to go load a show, I might go and look at the messages. But please don't think we're ignoring you. We we're, we're not. We're just ignoring the whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Shoot us individual messages, you know? Yeah. You can find us. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the go. That's the go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that, mate. You know, like, we've we're, we're both got our individual accounts. You can find them in the um, in the profile page of the uh, Interlinear Line podcast on Instagram. Um, I'm sure you're not living under a rock and, and, and you know who we are, so you can find us. If you desperately need to get hold of us, just get hold of us through our private pages. And, yeah, the best way, uh, as mentioned, is is 2 2 a.m for volty that's most of the time when you'll find dragon up up and active and ready to chat i'll be down in the garage doing activities yeah generally yeah karate yeah row machine (laughs) wrestling cougars something like that yeah 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 um do you get those ads come up about cougars in your area i don't think we had kibby cats in australia no nah, man, <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. There's 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 cougars in your area that want to meet. I'm like, I don't want to meet any cougar, dude. I'm pretty cool. Carnivorous, man. They probably want to eat you. That's, that's what, what I'm they, thinking. They're following the beef, you know. They're... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So look, yeah. That's that's the guy. I reckon that's the best way to get hold of us if you, if you uh, have a burning desire to uh, let us know something. And if you want to let us know something, um, subjects or something you want us to cover, uh, let us know for sure. Yeah. We're getting to the point where we've kind of covered all fly fishing uh, topics nearly. Um, obviously not with the guests. So if there's something specific that you feel as though we haven't recovered entirely, we'd be down for some um, suggestions, right, Volts? We would, yeah. Always good for um, user feedback. So, if yeah, feel free to reach out and let us know we may or may not listen 
Oh, I had a message actually. I didn't tell you about this. Somebody was uh, requesting Paul Arden. Would it be somebody interested in me? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, uh, Mr. Sexy Loops, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We didn't we have a, 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 a communication open with him at one stage for a while back. I think he was in Borneo or something at the time. Yeah, yeah, somewhere Thailand, Malaysia. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, that um, that uh, we'll follow up on that one. Eh? Yep, we have got a show coming up with someone that I would consider to be one of the founding fathers of saltwater fly fishing in Australia, which I'm super excited to having having that dude on. Oh, yeah. This guy's a real McCoy. Yep. Um, we've got someone else coming on who's going to have a crack at um, better explaining the Northern Territory than Millsy. Oh, really? Yep. That's yep. a shame. I enjoy it. Well, I mean... No, Millsy was good, mate. Millsy was good. But I, I still feel as though it's such a big area that, you know, we can... Look, this guy's got more to offer than just talking about um uh the you know covering what millsy already covered about you know so so it'll be a good show as well um yeah um just trying to think um we're gonna we're gonna have we've got someone coming on to, to just i might have to just have this show off and you guys can just like talk tuskies the whole time because i'm not really going to be able to contribute much at all so yep. it's going to be just the, the the most comprehensive tusky talk going Right. Yep. I'm up to that. Yep. I thought you might be. There's gonna be a lot of lot of talk of dentition, um, sand manufacturing, uh, blue versus yellow. A lot of things like that, right? Yep. Mm. All right. Well, look. Um, in true intermediate line fashion, we have consumed all our energy before the podcast was started to record. Just just talking, and now. It is 11 p.m. at night, and you can tell from our energy that we are done. Time to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Time to go to bed. Um, absolutely, mate. All right, mate. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us. Um, promise another great year. And um, Well, we can't really promise that. We'll promise we, could promise, we could promise more pep. We could probably promise early, earlier shows or something like that, maybe. As in, like... <laughs> We will record earlier, earlier than consuming all the way up to midnight. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and um, and I believe that you're going to get a guest on that we've been meaning to get on for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I might have said this about three or four people. So. <laughs> I'll talk to you when we. I just look. I'll just hit hit. I'll turn the record off, then I'll remind you. Then we better bail. Okay. All right, mate. I'll talk to you in a moment, folks. We'll talk to you in another two weeks. Um, yeah. Let's wrap this puppy up. Let's wrap this puppy up. All right. All right. In the shadows with the heads hang low, you hear voices as the wind blows, asking, can't you see? Reminding you to before it catches up Do you and all your broken luck I found a better way To get even with my memory In the darkness where the angels